Welcome everyone, I'm your host Steven from History Force Podcast. Today I'm going to presenting you the life of the first Roman dictator. His name was Titus Lartius. Titus Lartius, surnamed Flavus and in other sources Rufus, according to different Roman historians, years active in office from 501 to 493 BC. He was one of the most important Roman statesmen of the early Roman Republic, the first dictator of Rome and before that twice elected consul. His actions as the first Roman dictator helped defend the Roman Republic against a strong coalition whose main goal was to restore the rule of the Tarquinii and the monarchy, of course, supported by them. I will now present you something about uh, the background of his family and his close relatives and some history about Titus Lartius. First of all, Titus Lartius was a member of the prestigious Lartiagens or Larti family however you want to call it, either the Latin version or modern spelling. It was also spelled Larti, Larchia, Larchius or Largia in rare sources. The Larti were an influential and wealthy patrician family during the beginnings of the Roman Republic. They earned a great amount of prestige by participating actively in the defense of the newly created Roman Republic. Spurius Lartius, who was Titus Lartius's brother, was one of the two companions who helped the famous Roman hero Horatius Cocles to defend Pons Siblicius, a wooden bridge across the river Tiber, which had a strategic importance for the defense of Rome, against the Etruscan army led by King Lars Porsena, who also tried to restore the power of the Tarquinii. The defense of the wooden bridge not only saved Rome, but also helped propel Spurius Lartius' political career. For this great achievement, Spurius Lartius will be elected consul twice, in the year 506 and second in the year 490 BC. Now about the political and military career of Titus Lartius. Much of Titus Lartius' early military and political career remains unknown, but we can assume that since he was elected for the first time consul in the year 501 BC, He followed all the steps of the Roman cursus honorum. The Romans had a set of steps and traditions, customs, that were necessary to enter and get through in order to achieve the highest political and military positions in the Roman state. Without them, nobody could have hoped to get, if not even the consulship. His colleague from that year was Postumus Cominio Aurunco. 
The first consul mandate of Titus Lartius was marked by political instability, both internally and externally. Many riots occurred on the streets of Rome, many of them attributed to the actions of a faction of Sabines. At the same time, a slave rebellion also started. During his first mandate as consul, Titus Lartius and his colleague managed to restore order on the streets of Rome, but tensions and the external threat were still on the rise. The rising tensions on the street of Rome represented only an anticipation of the greater threat which was about to arrive soon. According to Dionysius of Halicarnassus, in the same year when Titus Lartius became consul, the cities from the Latin League had withdrawn from their friendship treaty with Rome. This move was part of a bigger plot against the young Roman Republic. Lucius Tarquinius Superbus and his son-in-law Octavius Mamilius planned to overthrow the new regime and reclaim their power with the help of the Latin League. We know that the Tarquinii managed to win the support of the cities of the Latin League through bribes and promises in return for support against the Roman Republic. The first hostile act of this new alliance between the Tarquinia and the Latin League will be to exclude Rome from the annual assembly at the Ferentinium Grove. Each year Rome and the cities of the Latin League discussed during this meeting important political, military and diplomatic affairs. In 498 BC, Titus Lartius was re-elected consul. This time his colleague was Quintus Cloelius Siculus. While Cloelius will deal with the administrative and internal affairs, Titus Lartius assembled a well-equipped army and marched against the city of Fidenae, which represented a center of resistance of the Latin League. Although the Fidenates sent letters to the other Latin cities to ask for support, the other Latin cities from the alliance between the Tarquinii and the Latins failed to send any reinforcements. As a consequence, the city of Fidane quickly falls to the forces led by Titus Lartius. The fall of this city was a great victory for the Roman army and a major sig signal for the Tarquini and the Latin League, who now had a very good reason to assemble an anti-Roman coalition. The time for a showdown between the Tarquini and the Roman Republic has arrived, and Titus Lartius will play an important role in it. At the start of this new war, the Roman encounters, Romans encountered even more problems. The public support for the war was very low, and above it, there was also a political stalemate in the Senate. As Rome's political and military situation continued to deteriorate, the solution found by the city's political elite was the creation of a single magistrate position with the mission of saving Rome from this absolute disaster. This new magistrate would have power over peace and war, 
and his decisions couldn't be appealed, not even by the consuls. The term of this new position will be limited to six months, though. After these six months, this position will be dissolved and the consuls will regain their powers. This new position will be initially called Magister Populi, but later will be known only as Dictator. After the position was created, the Senate now had to decide who would be the right person to be nominated as the first dictator. According to the historian Dionysius of Halicarnassus, states that the Senate looked for a man, I quote, man both vigorous in action and wide of experience in warfare, a man moreover possessed of prudence and self-control, who would not be led into folly by the greatness of his power, but above all these qualities and the other essential in good generals, a man was required who knew how to govern with firmness and would show no leniency towards the disobedient, a quality of which they did stood particularly in need. According to the same historian, Titus Lartius was the one who possessed all the above mentioned qualities, so he was the best choice of the moment. Lartius would be appointed the first dictator of Rome by his colleague Cloelius. After the nomination, Cloelius resigned from his consulship. Now, a few words about the dictatorship of Titus Lartius, what he do, what he managed, what he achieved in his less than six months of mandate. After assuming his new position, Lartius' first decision was to appoint Spurius Cassius, the victor against the Sabines, as Magister Equitum, or Master of the Horse. His next move was to show the people how great were the powers of the new position by organizing a ceremonial parade through the streets of Rome. At the center of the ceremony were the twelve lictors who would carry the fasces, ceremonial axes, symbol of power and authority during the Roman monarchy times. Artius will also be part of this march. The display of the symbols of power achieved the desired effect. It instilled terror and respect in the population and the Romans stopped arguing each other. In Livius' timeline, the appointment of Titus Lartius as dictator also had an immediate effect on the riots caused by the Sabines. The Sabines, according to Livy, alarmed by the newly created magistrate, agreed to sue for peace and send envoys to Rome for negotiations. After gaining the respect of the people, Titus Lartius ordered the organization of a census so that a new Roman army can be quickly assembled for the upcoming war. After the census was finished, it was found that 150,000 people reached the manhood age, so they were fit to bear arms. After separating the young from the old, Titus Lartius ordered the creation of four bodies of foot and horse and divided his forces with Cloelius, Spurius Cassius, the master of the horse, and his brother Spurius Lartius. To block the advance of the Latin armies on Rome, 
Titus Lartius organized his army into three major camps outside the city, in strategic locations. From Dionysius of Halicarnassus, we learn that, uh, about the complex strategy used by Titus Lartius in the war against the Latin League. The first dictator of Rome used a combination of both military and diplomatic means in order to reduce the Roman and Latin losses in this war. Where a direct confrontation could be avoided, Lartius preferred the diplomatic way. The only major known encounter of this war was when the forces led by Mamilus and Sextus Tarquinius attempted to storm Rome. Lartius anticipated this move and sent forces under command of Cloelius against them. The Roman forces under command of Cloelius successfully ambushed the troops of Mamilius and Sextus. The exact number of losses and prisoners is unknown. We know for sure that the prisoners taken by the Romans after this battle were treated well at the orders of Lartius and then sent back to the city of Tusculum without any ra ransom as a sign of clemency. Thanks to Titus Lartius's leadership in this war, a one-year truce between the Latin League and Rome was concluded. With the military and political situation now stabilized, Titus Lartius decided to resign before the sixth month's term, thus setting an example for future dictators. Titus Lartius's leadership had a decisive contribution to the salvation of the Roman Republic from total annihilation against a coalition whose purpose was to restore the Tarquinii to the throne. Now about the military career of Tarquin of Titus Lartius after the end of his dictatorship, we know that as Prefectus Urbi in 494 BC he tried to enact laws in that will favor the plebeians, but he was unsuccessful. When the plebeians would later secede from the city and encamp on Mount Sasser, Tatus Lartus would be one of the envoys from the embassy sent to the Roman Senate to negotiate with them. The result of this embassy was the creation of the tribunes of the people. And now some historical controversy about the timeline of Titus Lartius as his first uh, dictator of Rome, because the timeline is somehow controversial. According to some historians and supporters of an alternate timeline, According to their opinion, it was Manius Valerius, the son of Marcus Valerius, who could have been, in, in fact, the first Roman dictator. But if we look at the most important source of these historical times, Livy, Livy for the his early Roman history, considers that Marcus Valerius couldn't be the first dictator of Rome, because first of all, he wasn't consul. And he considers that dishonor of being dictator could have been obtained without being a consul before. And the second fact, because Livia considers that why choose Manius when his father Marcus Valerius, who had more honors and he could have been a better candidate, could have been choose to, chosen to become dictator. Also, the timeline of the Tarquinii defeat in 498 coincides in the work of Livy 
with the work of Dionysius of Alicarnas, but the change of events is differently present. While Livia speaks of the defeat of Tarquinia at the Battle of Lake Regilius by the Roman forces under the command of another dictator, Aulus Postuminius, Dionysius of Halicarnassus somehow presents the same chain of events, but the forces are this time led by Titus Lartius. Also the exact year of when Titus Lartius' his mandate as dictator started is still another source of debate, while some support the idea that he was appointed dictator in the year 501 BC, the others think that the correct year is during his second consulship in 498 BC. If we look only at the work of Marcus Tullius Cicero on the Republic and on the laws, we learn of a more exact timeline. So he speaks Cicero. Tells exactly that Titus Lartius was established, was instated as dictator exactly 10 years after the first consuls were elected. So if we look at uh, the historical timeline, Roman Republic was founded in the year 509 BC. And Cicero says 10 years after Rome became a republic and the first consuls were elected. So the year will be 599 BC, which is more close to the 498 BC scenario for the appointment of Titus Lartius as dictator. I hope you enjoy this podcast and hope you will subscribe to it if you want to learn more interesting history, news, articles. Have a good day.